0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 9 of the Mortgage Strong Podcast. Excited to come to you today with a, a good friend of mine, but a, a real business partner uh, that's important in our industry and important in the real estate world all together. And, and we do these podcasts, you know, for a lot of information. We've got consumers listening. We've got loan officers listening, title companies listening, uh, realtors listening. So I thought this would be a very informational one and a, and a good time to do it. And today I have an appraiser with me and there's so many things that are not necessarily known with what an appraiser does. And there's so many things that we think that an appraiser does or should do. And so I just thought it'd be good to sit down for a little while with an appraiser. And this guy's been doing appraisals for a good little bit. and I'm gonna let him talk a little bit about us about himself and kind of what they do. But it's exciting to me. Like I tell you guys, we've had CEOs on this. We've had title companies and talked about our company, but this is just another element of the the mortgage lending world and affects so many people. And there's, you know, there's a lot that goes into mortgage lending and, and, and this is just informational that we, we enjoy to put out there and, Without further ado, we have Daniel Patey. Uh, Daniel is the uh, owner of Arkansas Appraisal Consultants, uh, or maybe his wife's the owner. I'm not sure how that works, but but I know both of them well, so I'll say that tongue-in-cheek. But Daniel, thanks for being on uh, the Borby Strong podcast. We've made it through nine of these, and and Daniel knows a little bit about our company. So before I get too far along, and I don't want to get roasted by my wonderful marketing person, uh Camden's got a birthday coming up, and so we just want to send a shout out and a happy birthday to her. Don't know when this will air compared to her birthday, but exciting for her. And honestly, if I didn't say something, she'd kill me. But welcome, Daniel. Welcome to the show.
1: Yep, thanks for having me.
0: All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about you personally, you and appraisals, and kind of where this thing goes. So just, just briefly, tell me a little bit about yourself. I've already mentioned that you're married,
1: so... You got kids, or what's the what's the word? Yep, got two kids. Uh, son is 11, daughter is 14. Um, stayed very busy chasing them around with sports and uh, all their activities. Um, I used to would say my number one hobby was hunting, but that, that stopped about 14 years ago <laughs> for the most part. Um, but yeah, it'll come back around. It'll yeah, come t- right.
0: coming from a guy who's empty nested now. You'll you'll get some of your hobbies back, but people heard me say it a hundred times, don't miss one thing with your kids because you only get one chance. And I know you guys don't, you and Whitney, his wife's name, Whitney. And uh, they do. They they are on the go between Chanley and cheer. And Chanley runs a little track in the spring for the school. And then Carter plays every Saturday uh, right now in football. And then he's on a travel baseball team, and it's a lot of fun. A little bit about them, and, and chase them around a little bit because we all live in the same local uh, local town here, Sheridan. And uh, like I said, Daniel, you are very active. Well, Daniel, let's talk a little bit about appraisals and Arkansas appraisal consulting, and 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 how long have
1: you been doing appraisals? Uh, started in two thousand five. Um, Honestly, a, a real estate appraising never really crossed my mind um, for years, um, and I knew that there was a couple of local appraiser, appraisers in Sheridan that I knew um, that i have known since I was younger. And so I decided to. I uh, heard they were needing some help, so I decided to talk to them about it and uh, got got started with them in 2005, and and went from there. Really enjoyed it. Um, kind of gave me the. I guess the best of both worlds in my opinion, I never was gonna be a guy that could sit at a computer every day, day in and day out. And so, you know, doing appraisals, I get to be in the field is equally as much as I do at the computer. So um that's where I got started. And uh, it's kind of, since went from there.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good segue uh, to kind of what I wanted to ask next and kind of see, you know, what you said being in the field and being, you know, at the computer. So what does your day to day look like? And a lot of people that are listening don't really know what goes into an appraisal. And you said being in the field compared to being at your desk. So before you kind of describe the difference, what does your, your normal day look
1: like as an appraiser? Right. Okay. Uh, Yeah. You know, every, I will say this, that I feel like every you can talk to 10 different appraisers and they're probably going to give you 10 different answers on what their day-to-day looks like. Personally, what has worked best for me is I try to schedule, you know, a day pretty much full of out in the field. When I say out in the field, out measuring houses actually doing the field inspection portion of the appraiser. So um, you know, that's everything that is done at the home. And then I'll schedule a day of in-office completing those reports. So, you know, a large – I say 50-50, and it's pretty, pretty even um, if you take one property, per se, half of the time I spend on that full appraisal at the house probably – Probably more than half of it is actually at the computer. Most of the work is at the computer. Honestly, you have been in this for a while. You know, if it's a, let's say, a 1,200 square foot of a property, you know, I can I can go through it pretty fast. I'm not there a ton of time, you know. Uh, so that's kind of what I do. I try to alternate one day in the field, one day at the desk and uh, keeps me from going crazy staring at the computer you know
0: yeah yeah and, and LOs that are listening to this they're they're a lot the same way too even though we catch ourselves more at our desk you know in the in the paperwork we like getting out and meeting our referral partners and seeing our customers face to face but let's go a little deeper uh, when you say in the field and you're, you're at the house I, I know you know because I look at appraisals a lot uh, I know you're measuring the house you're taking some pictures what's kind of required of you out there just on the, the inspection. Like I assume, you know, you got to run from some biting dogs at times. There's all kinds of stuff probably happening in houses. Absolutely. Um,
1: luckily, you know, like knock on wood, I've, uh, I've only been bitten by one dog since 2005. That's pretty impressive. And, uh, that dog, uh, I'm, I'm not to get off topic, but that, uh, that homeowner, that came to the front door, and uh, she said, hey, I've got a dog in the backyard that'll bite I'm going to put him up. I said, that's fine. I'll start on the front, measure around. I'll go through the gate. I went through the gate, shut the gate, and I shut the gate. I heard the dog growl, and she forgot to put him up. He got me before I got over the fence. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, yeah, you had to deal with that. But, um, you know, we I started, like I say, some, some guys may – do this a little different, possibly, or, or ladies may do this a little different. I measure, I start outside first on every property, uh, take all of my exterior pictures, uh, which is typically consist of front of the house, each side of the house, back of the house, and street picture. And then I measure all the exterior dimensions. So uh, the exterior of the house itself, porches, patios, decks, garage, yeah. You know, And that is all uh, sketched out. Used to, we did all that on paper. Now it all goes directly into an iPad and then it can be uploaded. I can upload everything from the field. So it's at my computer when I get back. Um, But do all that outside stuff first. Um, Note, you know, Everything about the house basically. And it goes, like I say, straight into the iPad now. Uh what type of roof it has, you know, metal roof, shingle, clay tile, uh, what type of windows, what type of exterior finish, brick or vinyl siding, you know, does it have gutters, does it not? Um, uh, and the the nice, I guess the one of the advantages now too of the iPad, if I notice some type of efficiency, you know, if I notice. Hey, there's a hole in the roof or whatever. I can note that instantly, take a picture. There, there, that it makes it a lot easier to not forget anything. That's all uploaded for me when I get back. You know. Um, then on the inside, kind of the same. You know, the same process. I'm noting all the finishes, floor coverings, types of countertops. Um, you know, overall, I get asked this question a lot too by homeowners. I feel like. Um uh, the condition is is overall design and condition. So because I'm looking at it going, you know, what type of house is this? Is this a you know, is this a very, very nice custom home? Is it more of a spec house? Because that's what we're you know thinking about when we're looking for comparable sets, trying to find something is that same finish, same quality of construction. Um uh, so really looking at everything from ceiling to floor. Um and I'm probably, I'm skipping over a ton right now because I've, I've done it for so long. It just kind of comes second nature. I know what I'm looking for, you know, uh, and I'm pretty good. I've been told by, uh, my wife reminds me of this a lot, that I uh, I don't take notes a lot. So I'm pretty good, about I kind of got a photographic memory. So I'll go through and when I see a picture of a house, you know, that I did. Five years ago, I can tell you what the countertops were in, it, for the most part. You know? Yeah. Um, so I go through and look at all that, um, input it all into the iPad, sketch the floor plan out, take pictures of every room. Uh, a lot of homeowners ask that, and then get extremely nervous if they have moving boxes or, and like I tell all of them, you know, I'm not looking at that. You know, we're looking at the house side of the, you know, it's irrelevant. If there's some boxes stacked up, if you're getting ready to move, 95% of what we look at, people are moving, you know, so, uh um, yeah, and 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 again, I'm segueing off of
0: exactly what we're talking about here. But I'm going to assume that the appraisal for a purchase loan, if it's ordered, let's just say first trust orders an appraisal through you, goes to the appraisal desk and all the things that happen there. But you're looking at similar things for a purchase loan as you are for a refinance. I'm assuming yes. on the house. You know, it's a lot of people don't know that. Don't know if there's a difference. But with you saying boxes, but on the other five percent, which right now there's not as ton of refinancing right. I'm living in the market we're living in. But there are there are some some cash out opportunities going on. I'm assuming though you're still taking pictures of the same thing. You're looking at the finishes, the roof, and all that. And, and there's a couple reasons that I think you look so deep into that. And, and all appraisers, you know, it's y'all's job is. Cause you want to make sure you're comparing apples to apples when you go find the houses that you're comparing to, to try to get your value and not comparing apples to oranges. Is that kind of the part of that? And and then for us as lenders to know, you know, why the, your value came from where it came from?
1: That's great. So, you know, if you take a, let's say you can take a house that is, you know, you know more of a spec top type built house that is, you know, eight foot ceilings, uh, Formica countertops, uh, um, you know, stained concrete floor, a, a, a very, and obviously a cheaper house to build, but you can dress that house up a little bit. Let's say on the outside. Well, you, you're looking at comp pictures. If all you're looking at is outside views and you've got a custom built home, maybe a pre-sold custom built home that's, uh, looks similar on the, up from the street view, but. Nine foot ceilings, 10 foot, the higher ceilings throughout, nicer finishes throughout. Uh, There's a big difference in cost uh, and a big difference in what that house is going to hit the market for, sellability, so standpoint, crack work, square foot, you know. Right. Uh, so we're definitely all that is looked at because we want to try, you know, when we're searching for comparables, trying to find the houses that are sold that are most like the subject property. Yeah. Um, to make the least amount of adjustments as possible, which is going to produce the cleanest appraisal, you know, and the most accurate, you know, value.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's good information there. And and just so, you know, for you guys out there that may be consumers and not LOs or realtors that are in the mortgage world, um, you know, comparables are the other houses that have already sold that, that the appraiser is going to get to compare to the house that's either – that he is appraising. It could be a refinance or it could be a cash buy. It does not have to even have a loan on it. He does appraisals for all types of people, land, you know. So it's not just a, a mortgage company that is ordering appraisals through you. So talking about condition and talking about what you do while you're at the house and in the house, can you tell me a little bit or what are some of the differences? And this gets asked a lot, I know, to our LOs what's the difference in a home inspector and an appraiser, you know, or some of the difference there's, there's a multitude, but just some of the differences in, in a true home inspector and then what you're kind of responsible for on the inspection. Right. right. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. So, you know, our scope of work as an appraiser, um, essentially first and foremost is we're determining value, Right. So, um, there's, a lot of things. I, I've been asked this a lot over the years of doing of Hey, why why are you not getting on the roof and walking around there? Why are you not, um, you know, crawling under a crawl space and looking at, you know, for a plumbing leak or, you know, and that's just basically just outside of our scope of work. If, if so, the main difference, you know, that we're gonna, if it's something that is obvious that is a problem, then it's getting noted in the appraisal. You know, uh if I if I go in and there is a spot on the ceiling and I can tell the roof's been leaking, it's a picture's getting taken, it's getting noted that hey, there is a possible leak in the roof. Uh, you know, I'm not qualified to determine if there is a weak or leak in the roof, but it appears there may be where a home inspector is basically the opposite of that. That is their objective when they pull up is to determine is everything working like it's supposed to? Are there any deficiencies, mechanical, structural? You know, uh, they're gonna look at all the appliances, they're gonna look for plumbing leaks, they're gonna look at the roof, uh, you know, cracks in brick, cracks in you need know, to determine a foundation issue, just Overall, any problems that maybe, um, honestly, probably that you can't see, I feel like that a lot of times home inspectors do a really good job of bringing to light some issues that you can't see, that you don't know are there, you know. It could be some uh, internal wiring or something. Yeah, they find the Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, they even go as far as they're going to check air temperature coming out of ductwork and say, hey, this is not, you know, working as efficiently as it should, where, you know, me as an appraiser, I'm going to walk in and go, hey, the heat and air system is functioning. Yeah. That's as far as I go. Not your responsibility
0: to try to determine the life left in it or how well it's working. It is on and it is working. The powers on. Central will run water. Yeah. Yeah. So there's quite a bit of difference there. And I know probably there's some times that – Maybe LOs, maybe realtors, we don't explain that well enough. We need to own that a little bit because maybe there is a time that a a homeowner doesn't get a home inspection. They buy a house and something breaks one month in and they're mad at the appraiser because he didn't hear or didn't say. So something that we could do a better job of, it's all about education. And the more you educate and the more the experts you are in your field, the better you're going to be. That's also gives me a segue, you know, talking differences in appraisals and home inspections and appraisers and home inspectors. So, you know, let's just say Daniel first orders an appraisal from you, and it, one comes over and it's an FHA loan, and one comes over and it's a conventional loan. Is there a, a huge amount of difference in what you're doing, you know, to to in regards to those two different types of appraisals from Fannie Freddie to, to HUD? There,
1: you know, there, there's definitely some differences. Uh, there's probably, as far as from an appraiser standpoint, there's not as many differences as some might would think. Uh, you know, FHA has some requirements on the appraisal that uh, conventional does not, uh, you know, uh, the more pictures are required, If it's on a crawl space, we have to provide, you know, doing this head and shoulders basically inspection. So that's exactly how it sounds. We're basically putting our head and our shoulders into the crawl space and seeing if we can see anything that's, you know, hey, there's six inches of standing water under here or something that just, you know, boldly in your face that is is an issue. Uh, And the same goes for the attic. Um, Well, uh, head and shoulders inspection, attic and a picture of each of those, that, that varies from... Conventional FHA, it's not required unconventional uh, conventional. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's some stuff that FHA requires as far as like a deficiencies, if you know, peeling paint or uh, trying to think of another one. That's um, so. So let's just say.
0: On an FHA loan, it it does have
1: some deficiencies. Mm -hmm.
0: Is for from a from a homeowner's perspective, you know, from a seller's perspective, because like I said earlier, ninety five percent purchase. Are, are those appraisals? Are you just asking them and they can't go FHA? Is there the opportunity for, you know, again, I don't want to explain too much about appraisals because I look at appraisals a lot, but there's subject right. to opportunities. These repairs can be made and then can close. So just so people kind of get a, a, a quick
1: understanding of that. Yeah. So that's a good question because that, I get asked that a lot. I feel like in the field too. So there's really, in my opinion as an appraiser, there's, there's almost nothing that can't be. Remedy to make a house eligible. I mean, there's some to that possibility, that could, but, uh, let's say I go out to one. that has got quite a few issues that are not going to go for FHA. Well, all I can note, I'm going to note all those issues and I'm going to do that appraisal. What we call subject to. So it's basically subject to completion of those issues being rectified. Everything. Fixed to the level they need to be fixed, and I note that out in the appraiser. So let's say the uh, house has got rotten wood on the soffit and fascia, and paint peeling off, and you know. So I'm going to show, I'm going to show detailed pictures of that, and I'm going to note in the appraisal that it's subject to all rotten wood as pictured being replaced, wood being repainted, you know, that stuff being fixed, and it where it gets confusing. And I take for granted sometimes that people talk appraiser like I do. It gets confusing for homeowners. That doesn't, when the appraiser is done, subject to it's done with the hypothetical condition that that stuff was already completed. So I'm appraising it as if that stuff has already been done. So the value is represented as if it's painted, where the rotten woods replaced, it's painted, and it's ready to go. Um, and with it being 72, then all lenders just require you know, we get, you know, somebody says, hey, we got this fixed. Then I go back out, they order a final inspection. I go back out, take pictures to show that that work has been completed and it's good, good to go. Um, yeah, and I think, I
0: think you're right. And that's again, bad education and it starts on 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 my sales guys and, and realtors and in knowing, you know, what's out there, what, what's not out there and knowing that things can be handled with communication and it could cost somebody, but you know, they're selling the house. It's got to meet the, the requirements for the loan. So with that said, you know, you've been doing it since 2005, uh, kind of wrap up here, but that's, that's a, that's a while in our industry. We talk about it all the time in in mortgage and finance, there's always seems to be some change. and seems to be some turnover. So you live through seven through 10 when we had the, The big housing crash and I'll be honest with you at that time, it was mortgage brokers and appraisers that took a huge black eye. We were a mortgage broker at the time. Uh, And and I know who you were working with and where you were working at that time. We've known each other a long, long time and you're still in business because you do things right in the correct way, kind of like us. We're still here too. But how often, you know, in your world, you see the ebbs and flows of 2020, 2021, you're probably working however many hours you wanted to work, 100 plus hours a week, all hands on deck, kids in bed, you're going back in there and getting on the computer. We're in 23 right now. 22 and 23, they're not 8, 9, and 10. It's a different Downturn, for a lack of better words, but it's still a downturn. So, what do you see on your side of the fence? I feel like you see what I'm seeing on my side of the fence is when it's a little slow, it's a little slow for both of us, but that's
1: right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I really honestly, I feel like that it's a like, uh, the you know, the the loan officers honestly feel it first, right? You know, they because um, if if, if a loan doesn't come to you guys then for the most part an appraiser doesn't come to me uh you know some appraisers do a lot of uh, private work what i call private work work for individuals i i do a little bit i don't do a lot um honestly um and you know i'll i'll, I'll do that work for some but it's honestly just the fact that i've had some bad experiences with that, people that, you know, want you to do the work and then don't want to pay or because they're not happy, whatever. Uh, so mostly doing work for uh, lenders, it's, you know, it's slow for you guys. And it trickles down that slow for me. Uh, but it's definitely, it's, it's slowing down. It's a little different. Like I said, it's a different uh it's different than it was in 07, you know, and after it really didn't, it slowed down then it came to a screeching halt uh, where I don't know that it's going to do that this time. We all hope it doesn't, um, but it's definitely slower. One thing I have I've noticed is um, in our area anyway, the, let's say, you know, half million dollar properties up are pretty non-existent uh, coming across my desk now, yeah. you know. Uh,
0: well, it, it's it's in any any market. It's it's in anything that we do. It's about affordability, and it doesn't matter if you're buying a new car or a new right. house or the the bread at the at the grocery store. It's about affordability and. And whereas you might have bought the highest end, best kind of wheat bread that there ever was, made, now you might be back to white. And, and it's the same thing with the real high end houses right now is the affordability is not really there. It will come back. I don't want anybody to hear anything I'm saying is scared or, or worried. It's just what the market we're in right now. And we're kind of setting back to normal and even. Uh, and, and going forward, it's going to get better. we got election year coming up no matter if you're left or right, and I'm not going to get on the podcast and talk politics. Most everybody knows where I stand on, you know, the good Lord in politics, but I won't talk about it on this podcast. But, you know, election years typically stabilize rates. I don't want to sit here and tell everybody rates are going way, way, way down, because I don't foresee them going way, way, way down. I do see them going down. But the key is they're going to stabilize where at least we can know where they're going to be, and everybody can then adjust to that with that affordability. So, Daniel, if you were a young... Guy, I'm not saying you're not a young. Guy's kind of a bad thing to say, but you're pretty. You're younger. I'm not yeah. anymore. You're a lot younger than me. So anyway, but if you wanted to get into the appraisal business, you know, you're maybe you're a senior in high school. Maybe you're thinking about college, or you know, you're a senior in college. And there's so many young people, and you know my passion for young people and trying to help them every way we can. Is it a field? You know, if you had to go back to 05 that you would jump in and redo and. And you love and and you like and you would recommend somebody. I mean, because I'll say about mortgage, it got its claws in me a long, long time ago, and I absolutely love it. And I love it to the point that I'm a little too optimistic about it, that some people would, would say, well, Glenn just loves it because they, they've done one. No, I love it because we help people. That's right. why I love it. I love it because we're helping homeowners at, the, at the, one of the best and most critical purchases of their life. And it's our job and our responsibility to be the best we can. That's why I love it. But jobs are
1: jobs, you know. So would you recommend
0: somebody to be an appraiser with with your experiences over all this time?
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, it is a job that, uh, you know, provides a lot of flexibility uh, for sure. Uh, You're kind of, you know, for the most part, you're planning your own schedule. And uh, it – you know, just like you say, it is It is nice to know, too, um, at times that, you know, there's been plenty of times that I've inherited, I've helped the homeowner and made a seller very unhappy. But <laughs> I saved maybe a homeowner from spending $40,000 more than what they should have been doing upside down in the house, you know. Um, but it is... Um, you know, it's not a not a hard career to get into, I guess, I would say. You, you really just have to find an appraiser and, you know, you have to work with some, this training process. So you just got to find uh, an appraiser that's licensed, that's willing to take somebody on and train them and uh, sign off on your work for a while. Uh, and like I say, you know, you can make it as big or as little as you want to, I feel like. I feel like it's one of those jobs that, it's not like anything, you're gonna get out what you put in, but it really is uh, there's there's plenty of work out here for every appraiser if yeah. they you know. Well, i it's the say saying, and everybody's listened to the podcast
0: and listened to me knows, what differentiates people is how hard you work. But, you know, it's it's it doesn't matter what the job is. It doesn't matter what your goals are. It's going to take work. And uh, as long as you work and you're honest with people and you do what you say, you know, I, I think that's a huge thing. We'll, we'll wrap up here. I, I, I so appreciate you taking your time, jumping on here with me. This is our episode nine. So we've got a couple more to finish out the year. For all you guys listening, uh, we're getting really close uh, to our 20-year, our actual party. I talk about it on every podcast. It's really exciting to us, and uh, that's coming up in about uh, a few days, a week or so, depending on when you listen to this, and uh, it's going to be a good time. I know Camden's going to have a tremendous amount of pitchers out there, and we're going to have a big night, and we're excited about that, but again, Daniel, thank you so much for being on this show, and we learned so much. Uh, If anybody ever has appraisal questions or want to reach out to Daniel, I won't throw all the cell phone numbers and stuff on the podcast, but everybody knows how to get a hold of me. Uh, You can reach me at at any of the offices on my email and I can link y'all directly. And uh, he'll be glad. He's a really good dude. He'll be glad to answer any questions. So until next month, talk to you guys soon. Thank you.